My name is DeAndre Campbell, and I was just on the Ryan Holtz podcast. Ryan Holtz is a social media and creative marketing agency owner, husband, father, DJ, global citizen, keynote speaker, and is proud to bring you the Ryan Holtz Show podcast. Uh, here, welcome to another episode of the Ryan Holtz Show podcast. Woo! Today, listen, man, listen. I got a football helmet sitting on my uh, I am enough wall for a reason. Used to play ball, love ball. I owe a lot of things to ball life. Uh, I have a great guest for you. But as you know, this is the show that gives safe spaces for unsafe conversations that help you upgrade your life personally and professionally. Now, listen, I got the man, the myth, the legend, uh, made it to the NFL Went over to the CFL. We're based in Canada, the number one black host of podcast here in Canada. Uh, my man, DeAndre Campbell. Welcome to the show, brother. How are you? I'm doing good, Ryan, man. Thank you for having me on the show, man. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Now, I got to ask you, because I know you had a little stint out in Winnipeg. Now, Winnipeg is one of the coldest places on the planet. Portage in Maine. I, I, I'm sure you remember Canada Stadium and all that good stuff. What is the yeah. number one shocker for you when you came from California <laughs> over into Winnipeg, Manitoba? Like when you got off the plane, where you just like, where am? Like, what was your number one? Just oh my god, what, what's going on here? <laughs> so, so man, so you know the crazy part is, is that a lot of people don't know this, but before I was in Winnipeg, the first CFL team I was with was Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was with the Rough Riders, and so my first game, the first, the first game that I came to, or when I first got out there, I didn't even go to Regina first. I can't, I went to Ottawa. Okay. So the first place I came, <laughs> I went from I went from Cali to I came from Cali. It was either I was in Cali or Seattle to Vancouver, and then from Vancouver I went to Ottawa. And so Damn. I'm thinking, you know, I'm in Ottawa. I'm like, oh man, okay. It's cool, you know. <laughs> I like this. I can, I can, yeah, okay, this, is, this is cool. And then I went to, and then I went to Saskatchewan, Regina, and was like, okay, <laughs> this is like the, it was like complete opposite of Ottawa. It wasn't really like the city. It was like Huge. chill, you know, laid back. Uh, but yeah, the cold. Oh yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's it. It, it, it hit different. Hit different, man. I, I can't. I can't even lie to you. I think that was one of the first things that I noticed. Is like I've been in cold weather, but some for some reason it was just like that cold weather was just like seeping through my skin. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know the people out there, you know the, the people, you know out in Regina, you know the Rough Rider fan base, you know they, they support you know the team heavily, huge, Ooh. right? And so they take pride in it, and so they're out there with their shirts off. Oh yeah. And oh, I'm yeah. out there with a I'm out there with two hoodies and they yes. have shirt, they have the shirts off. So I'm just like, okay. In their mind, they're different. Okay, I, I just don't know. Um, <laughs> so then when I got to when I got to Winnipeg, it was just like, okay, it was cold. Um, but it was but at the same time it was still, you know, it was still it had its own feel to it. Um and so it, it was cool. It was a really cool experience. Mm. It was a really cool experience being out of Winnipeg, being out um, in Saskatchewan, Regina, Saskatchewan. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't have, I don't have too much bad. It was, it was different, but it was a good experience. 
let me ask you this now. So, so I, I think I originally came across you in a clubhouse room, which is which is funny. Have you been have you been using Clubhouse a lot lately, or are you just kind of in and out rooms when you can? Like, what do you think of the app? It's it's amazing though, right? Just like any new platform, once it kind of came out, it was crazy. But I, I'm starting to see a lot of people kind of tinker off it a little bit. You know, it's it's very yeah. time consuming. What do you think of Clubhouse? I so that that was actually what I was going to say. I, I think it can be very time consuming. Mm. Um, but I also do think that Clubhouse can be very useful for connecting people. You know, mm. we wouldn't be, me and you wouldn't be here right now if mm. we hadn't been on Clubhouse in a room together to where, you know, we were able to connect. I was able to tell you a little bit about myself, talk to you a little bit. And, you know, it brought up the possibility of us doing some type of conversation together that we're doing now. So mm. I think it's a great connector. I think it's a great, you know, tool. I think just depending on, I think it's just, with anything it just depends on how you use it you know too much of anything will consume you you know so i think that especially when it comes to clubhouse you know everybody was so quick to be on it you know they were on it all the time you know they were so quick to you know excited to just listen 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 and then it was just like okay you, you're getting all this information you listen to these people talk but if you always listening to what these people are saying you don't have any time to go apply it yes and the yes. thing about it is the thing about it is, is that a lot of these people that are up on these stages, they're already established. Yes. So they're already, they're already, you know, in full swing in full, you know, in full goal of whatever career path or whatever um, stage of life that they're in, you know, level of success that they've reached to where they can easily just be like, hey, I'm going to move my schedule around to devote more time to this to be able to give more people an opportunity to learn. But those people that are learning, they don't take what they hear and be able to go apply it because they're always tuned in so that's why i was saying you know it's a great tool but you have to understand how to use it effectively you know get the information but now go apply it brother here's a here's here's the thing what i'm saying though and i love what you're saying here listen i tell people this all the time right if i one of the principles i've always lived by even if i read a book or have a conversation with you i will leave the conversation and whatever i learn i'll immediately execute on 90 percent of it immediately i am very much be more of a producer than a consumer so if you're consuming all of this content and you're you're not doing anything to produce i call that information obesity you you're just gonna get buried think about it man like information like if you consume calories and you're eating too much damn food and you ain't you know producing some energy burden exercise we know how that goes okay right Right? right. So with information in your mind, in my opinion, it doesn't work a lot different than with your body. If, if you're going to eat, well, you need to burn more calories. If you want to do good in business, you got to take that information and double down on it in terms of executing. Now, right. you made it to the NFL, man. I mean, this is crazy. This is a lottery uh, type of statistic. You know, there's so many kids out there playing sports, doing arts, singing, dancing. I don't, you know, I'm a dad. I have a four-year-old son, a two-year-old daughter. And my biggest thing is I don't care what my kids become or do. They're just not going to sit their butts on the couch. They're going to be productive. They're going to have a great work ethic. But I think about it. I'm like, how the heck did you make it to the NFL? What kind of work does that take? Uh, how did you do that, man? Because just that, that's a huge accomplishment. And it's its its yeah. worthy of almost winning the lottery. The statistics on every kid out there playing football right now and them actually making it to the NFL is really low. Very low. Yeah. Beyond yeah. low. Yeah. yeah. How did think, you do you know, it? Uh, well, man, honestly, 
um, you know, like you said, like, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, all these kids, all these, you know, men, you know, work their butts off for years on end. You know, some of these kids, they grew up wanting to do this. Hey, everyone, I know you're enjoying this episode and thank you so much for tuning in. Listen, do you love hot wings and hot sauce as much as I do? You know, you have the standard kind of flavors and, you know, all these assortments of hot sauces around the world. But there's some that are your favorite. Now, here at the Reinhold Show podcast, our favorite, without a doubt, is Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Uh, Heartbeat Hot Sauce, if you don't know who they are, they're based in Thunder Bay, Ontario. And uh, they teamed up with Dustin Poirier from the UFC, who just won. Uh, and they they put out some amazing product. And uh, the team over at Heartbeat, they're, 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 they're truly, truly impeccable. So uh, we're very proud to, to call them a, a partner of the show. And if you would like to try some amazing hot sauce, some flavors, and get your palate really moist and juicy and good, go to heartbeathotsauce.com and type in Team Holtz at checkout as a promo code for 20% off your purchase. And again, you will not be disappointed. We also want to let you know that in a better effort to connect with you guys even better via social media, you know, via the podcast apps or wherever you're consuming this, or if it's on YouTube, wherever that may be, we want to give you the option to text. So please text me at area code 587-875-0634. And that is me. So text me, say, hey, Ryan, how's it going? Love the show. You know, hey, could you bring on this person? Or just to say hi and how are you and how is your week and all of these different things. I think this would be absolutely incredible uh and i would love if you could do that for me now the last thing i want to say is hey book a free eight minute brand jam whether you are a person or a business looking to increase your brand increase your sales increase your marketing increase your digital footprint book an eight minute free brand jam session with me one on one all the details will be in the show notes or just reach out And last but not least, please, if you've not hit that five-star review, take a a, a screenshot of it, hit hit the review, submit it, tag at Reinholds1 on on all social uh, platforms so I can see it so I can repost it and give you a huge shout-out. Again, curiosity should always be your mandate. Enjoy the rest of the show, and remember, Team Holtz loves you. Since they were, you know, like your kids' age, you know, like mm. four and five, mm. this has been like their life, you know. And for me, it wasn't like that. I didn't get into football, tackle football, until I got to high school, and then it put me in a position to be able to get a college scholarship mm. to get my education paid for. So when I got to college, I was just thinking, okay, I'm gonna play football to get my college paid for. I wasn't even thinking about the NFL Ugh. until I was able to. I, I, but the thing was, was that I think I can honestly about myself is one thing that I've always done I've always worked hard mm. always it didn't matter what it was what I was doing I always worked hard so mm. me being in that environment of guys that wanted to you know go to the NFL you know that were training their butts off day in and day out two to three times a day mm. you know and then me in that environment but then me also seeing guys that I was in that I was locker roommates with that I was my teammates that I know and I had this blood sweat and tears experience with to see them go to the NFL, it made me believe that I could do it. I love that. And so what ended up happening was was I got done playing in college and I wasn't even I wasn't even a top NFL prospect. Like I was mm. probably at the bottom of the totem pole. Nobody really knew who I was. Didn't have a whole lot of stats. But what I did was 
I got done with my last game in college and I told myself that I can do one of two things right now. Either I can train my butt off and give it everything I got to see if I can make it to the NFL or I could just use my network and get just just go get a regular job. Mm. Like I could just get a regular job. Like I, I had I had two degrees. I I I got two degrees. I double majored in political science and communication in college. Mm. So I knew that I had the intelligence and the work ethic that I already knew because I mm. did, did that. That whatever I decided to do, I was going to work my butt off to be successful at it. But I didn't want to go that career path to you know to you know to get another to get a job until I fulfilled. My, my urge and my desire to chase my dream. Mm. You know, and so once I did that, once I decided that I was going to go and chase my dream, man, I trained from January to April and my regimen was I trained twice a day, six days a week. Mm. Um, I had to eat. I was on a particular meal plan because they wanted me to gain weight. I would eat for lunch and dinner, whatever it was. I had to eat a pound of meat <laughs> with some type of rice yeah. It was either rice and vegetables. Yeah. And I had to do that from January to April. <laughs> yeah. I know, from man. January to April. <laughs> twice, working out twice a day, six days a week, and on that strict meal plan. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it it, it it was it was rough. It was, yeah, it was rough. Of course. But, but man, like when the, the other thing was was I was training and no none of my none of my friends, none of my teammates really saw me. So it was mm. like if you saw me in January you more than likely didn't see me again until April because for me it was like I wanna I wanna be away from as many different distractions possibly mm. so that I can fully focus on me committing myself fully to chasing this dream. So that way at the end of the day, I can be at peace if it don't work out. Because mm. a lot of times you get in situations to where, you know, you go in, you try to do something and you let all these different distractions get get in your way of you doing it. And then it doesn't work out and you blame those distractions. Ah. Like, man, if that had happened, I would have did this or I would have been mm. here. If this hadn't happened or they weren't around or if they hadn't said this or if this over mm. here wasn't there, I wouldn't have I, I would I would have done it. And I was like, mm. I don't want I don't want to get to the point in my life where I regret the decision I make to not take this seriously. So I took mm. it as serious as I could possibly take it. Like, I, I I wasn't going out. I wasn't hanging out. I wasn't mm. doing none of that. I was just focused on doing anything and everything that I could to put myself in the best physical position and mental position and emotional position and even a spiritual position possible mm. to be able to take advantage of the opportunity that I got to shine at my pro day. And the cool thing for me was, was I had, I think, at that time, I had three, three or four different teammates that were either that were projected to be in the first or second round in the draft. Mm. So I had all through all 32 teams at my pro day, and I put on the show. You mm. know, I mean, nobody nobody was expecting me to come out to perform how I performed mm. um, in front of all those scouts, and so it got me opportunities to be able to. Um, I went. I was able to do a, a workout in front of the Seahawks. I was able to do a workout in front of the 49ers. I was able to do a workout in front of the Raiders. And so once I did those workouts, that my job at that point was done. Mm. And I had to and I had to play the waiting game for I think it was three three weeks to a month. I had to play the waiting game to see if the at the when the NFL draft happened, if I was gonna get chosen. Wow. So I go wow. from grinding, working my butt off, doing everything I can, shining, and now I gotta sit and wait and do Oof. nothing. While Oof. somebody else decides what's gonna happen. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so you know, talking about stress. 
You know what's amazing though? Okay, so you you mentioned I'm gonna call this the the DeAndre NFL recipe for success. I'm gonna break this down in five <laughs> points. Number one is okay. proximity. You mentioned proximity. You know, you've seen those other guys. You said, "Holy smokes, if they can do it, so can I." Your surroundings, yeah. right, are so are so important. Now, I'm not from the states, but I've spent time in the states. But I'm I'm from Canada, and I mean, I I've yeah. seen some of the ghettos and the rough areas in the states. You know, Oakland. I've been to Oakland. You know, San Francisco's got yeah. very interesting sides. I mean, you can go to the Billionaires Row or you can go to the Tenderloin. Very two different, wow. very wor- two di- two different. Like I was a. You know, my wife and I were down there, too. It's so funny, too, because, you know, locals can always tell, like, a tourist, right? So I might look like you, but they're like, oh, that guy's a tourist. That guy's not from here. And I'm driving in with a white Hyundai rental. I'm like, you know, let's just go, like, let's just go see, like, Oakland. And let's drive around. And, you know, I have this thing about I, I watch these these shows. You're going to laugh. But I literally will Google YouTube. It's, it's the one thing that takes my mind off of my goals if I just want to do something stupid. But I go most dangerous areas in the world. So I'll watch like true crime, ghettos, all these things. Now, yeah. you were you played a little stint with San Francisco 49ers. Now, Candlestick mm-hmm. Park, the old Candlestick Park, there is a place called Hunter's Bay View, I believe, or something like that. Oh my goodness. So yeah. my wife and I, we went out to this Jay-Z conference there, uh, sorry, concert at the time. And this is the old, the old park. I didn't realize that. Like, if you make the wrong turn, you're in a different, a very interesting area down there. And so the old army barracks where they have, I think that's where some of the really rough areas now. It was like one o'clock in the morning. We're driving around and the only rental car I could get was this little white Hyundai. Dude, like it was just so bright white. And all of a sudden I'm driving down. I I can't remember. I don't know if it was D Street or one street or any letter or number in the state scares the heck out of me. If I'm going down a letter street, this is not good. And I was freaked out, man. So I was just like, so I was like, where are we going right now? So I took the whole, like, you know, most dangerous places to a to whole another level. But uh, that, that's a joke aside. But you mentioned proximity. So for yeah. you, coming from where you do, how important was it for you to be in the room with people that are maybe going places or been where you want to go? Man, it's extremely important. You know, I, I was telling somebody, um, I was telling somebody about this the other day, is that representation matters. Mm. It, it matters, man. It, <laughs> it makes a huge difference when you see people that look like you doing certain things that you don't see on a regular basis. Mm. You know, like for me, like you know, uh, coming from Oakland, you know, they're out on the streets. You know, like you saying, it don't look like positivity it doesn't look like role models it doesn't look like mm. you know if you look if you turn on the tv you know you don't see positive messages being yes. put out there portraying black people like you don't you see at least for me growing up more times than not black people were on tv because either somebody was getting shot they were mm. either posting a picture person that got shot they were looking for the shooter or a robbery <laughs> like Jeez. there was never there, there was no painted picture as far as you know environment and community and, and media portraying people that look like me in a positive light mm. now the thing that i was fortunate enough to have was i had a, a two-parent household um and i had a family dynamic to where i had a support system and the mm. other thing that i was blessed with was i had and i think that this is really crucial and this is why i do what i do is that i, I had coaches that believed in me and saw something in me that I didn't even see in myself. Mm. 
and they did and they did what and they did what they felt was necessary to help me pull that out of myself so that I could see the potential in myself and mm. ultimately believe in myself that nobody could stop me. Mm. So and so mm. that's why I believe representation is so important, you know, because when you see people that are doing that are going against the grain, that may not be doing everything that you see other people doing, but they're successful and they're happy, it makes a difference. And I think the other thing for me was was that I went to I went to Oakland Technical High School. That's the same high school as Marshawn Lynch. And mm. so for me, for me, when I got when I got to high school, Marshawn used to come back and do football camps at the okay, high school. Okay, okay. Yeah, so he used to come Ooh. back and do football camps at the high school. Yep. So I knew I I knew Marshawn uh from when I was a little kid. So I knew who he was, but I didn't know him like that to mm. understand you know the pinnacle that he had really reached because NFL was the NFL it was cool to me I didn't really care about football like mm. that but I saw I saw the impact that he was able to have on the kids and on myself mm. and I'm like huh okay okay so he's doing that he's able to do this because he does that he's able to come back and show these kids that they can be more than what the than what the media is telling them you know mm. maybe even what their families are telling them you know like you just never know what people are, are dealing with outside of when you're around them. So when you do have those opportunities and you do have those situations and you do have those relationships, cultivate those and be positive. Because I want to I want to interject here for a sec because uh-huh. what you're saying is pure fire, man. I love this. Here's the thing: what's interesting? So you're saying, hey, Marshawn comes back to the school, has the impact. He's having the impact because people have said he's tried true and tested, right? Made it to the yeah. bit, and he and he, he didn't just make it. He, you know, he's killing it, right? Um, yeah. You, it's funny with social media now. So I always say, I'm like, how many people can DeAndre see through his camps for football? And then how many people can he touch via social media, right? And that is yeah. is 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 huge. So, for instance, we're doing a show right now, and you you mentioned a big word, right? Because I always said, for me, I love football, but I was always I always love entrepreneurship, and I did I've done very well with business. But I said, well, Ryan, mm-hmm. do you want to sprint all the way to when you're 60 years old, and then kind of go back? pass the baton or do you want to do a hybrid where you want to kill it along the way but document it but have impact while you're doing it when somebody's message more relevant is it more relevant when they're retired or when they're playing still think about it i i honestly is 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 when it's when you're is when you're relevant you're most relevant when you're playing so you're most relevant when you're playing So you and I right now, we're having the impact. You're on the show. We're going to chop this up. We're going to push it out. People are going to see it. And that's kind of my point. That's what I'm trying to really incubate when I talk to guests, especially guests that maybe don't have their own show or not putting out as much content. I'm like, listen, man, you got a platform here. You got something to say. You know, I mean, great. Love that you're doing the camps. And that's great because, you're, you know, you're touching people one on one. But, man, just remember, you can have that impact, that scale. You're doing shows. You got the DeAndre Campbell podcast. You got the Instagram yeah. happening. You get what I'm saying, right? Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, people, yeah. you get access to all these different people, you know, ex-NFL players, you know, current NFL players. You know, these people have massive, you know, social media followings. We, we were in that room on Clubhouse, and the topic was, what do you do after the game? How do you handle your business? Why are so many guys go broke? 
You know, they got all these millions of dollars and then they leave the game. They don't know what to do with it. But it's also how are you managing and scaling up your brand and your impact? That's what I like about you. You know, I see you out there. You're using your social media. You're doing Instagram lives. You're trying to meet as many people as you can where they are in their chosen platform. And I like that about you. So when you're going through kind of what you're saying there, that's the first thing that comes to mind, man. So I had to interject there. No, no, you're, you're all good, man. And, you know, the, the the crazy thing, man, is that, like, you know, I, I honestly, the more I talk to people, the more I, people just, and this is people that I know, but also people that come in contact with me for the first time. They're like, man, you need to be, you need to get what you're saying out there more. Like, people really need to hear what you're saying. And mm. I'm like, do they really? They're like, yes. Like, people, you just don't know. And I'm like, I don't know. Mm. You know, and it's one of those things, like, it's like, you really don't know what you don't know sometimes to really feel comfortable or confident enough to make a decision or that you feel like what you have to say is valid. Now, I mean, granted, I played in the NFL, but I'm also, I also, you know, I'm also not the type of person that really likes to toot my own horn to really talk about myself too. So that's Mm. one thing that I have to work through because it's like, like I'm one of those type of people that I'm not, I'm not going to lead by talking about myself. You ask me questions and I'll answer. I'm going to give you an example. But here, what here's what's funny, right? So you're going down the I'll call, I'm gonna call it the H card, the humble card, the humble pie card. I don't want to talk about yeah. myself. I don't want to talk about my accolades. Here's the thing, though, you think you're being noble, but I'm gonna reverse it on you. You're gonna think about it differently. Who are you to decide if your message is relevant enough when you have people out there that they want to decide and it might impact them? So is your opinion more relevant and impactful or meaningful than helping those other people? Think about it. So you got some kids out there right now that say, yo, I need to hear DeAndre's message. Who the heck is DeAndre to start telling everybody else out there? Well, I don't know if my message matters. You're taking food. You're taking food away from their plate, their inspiration plate, based on your own internal ego. Okay. Brother, I just remixed it on you, man. I just re I just I just threw that I just threw that streak. I called an audible, and the free safety just came and just plugged you, man. You're done on the field. You're going out on a stretcher right now as we speak, okay? Oh, man. Right? Yeah. Because yeah, you got to you got to think about like I and I, and I don't, and I'm saying this from experience because I'm in the same way too. I'm like, well, Ryan, well, you know what about your message? You know what? What do you got to say, man? You're 37 years old. You know, you're talking to these people who are 70 years old, they're zillionaires old. What? What? No, man. You, you, me, 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 me. No, 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 no. You, they, because here's what I'm doing with my show and my impact. I'm answering the number one question that only matters for people. What's in it for them? When you start giving value to them, what's in it for DeAndre? What's in it for them? You're automatically going to get more impact because you're, you're consistently delivering value. So for me, and yeah. I, it's amazing because I, I get messages all the time like, Ryan, I heard that clip you did with so-and-so. Dude, I just want to show you something. And they show me like, yo, I put this into action. I'm like... And I thought, I sat back and thought, oh, nobody wants to hear this. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and it's like, it sends shivers down my body. Because I'm like, holy, Ryan, you got to check yourself, man. Because true humility and empathy is just, hey, if as long as what you're saying is fact, you know, you're telling your story. This is your story. Yeah. Your authenticity. Yeah. This is facts. Dude, people need to hear it. People need to hear it. Even if you didn't play in the NFL, even if you didn't play in the NFL, I'm not even talking about the NFL. I'm talking about the sheer fact that you've managed to 
take yourself from a kid, inspire along the way and, and get, you know, to some success points of life. You know, that in itself, the everyday person needs to tell their story, in my opinion. Everybody's got yeah. something to offer the world. Everybody. Yeah. I, and, you know, man, the, the thing is that I've, I've been I've been stepping more out into talking more because like you're probably like probably like the, the tenth to fifteenth person that's challenged me to do this since twenty twenty one started. <laughs> so <laughs> so that's the universe is like, calling, hey, man. The universe is hey. calling. <laughs> yeah, so that's why when you were like when you were like, Hey man, I wanna bring you I was like, I didn't even I didn't even ask. I was like, All right, I'll do it. All right, yes. I got you. I'll do it. Because it's like between, you know, people in my circle that I know, you know, between being on Clubhouse, hearing people hearing me talk, it's like I've been given more and more opportunities to share and talk to people, talk to mm. adults, talk to kids. And it's just like what used to be uncomfortable for me, I feel like is, is having the most impact. Mm. You know, what's interesting so about story, you know. You know what's interesting about storytelling, right? Because I, I own a brand company. I own a marketing agency. And, and what we do for a living is figuring out how can we get a message out there to somebody who needs a product or service in a way that doesn't annoy the shit out of them, period, right? So when we talk about storytelling, the way even, even sometimes when I talk about my story, because I have a very inspiring story, I think about the words I'm using. So if I, like, I speak at a lot of schools uh, prior to COVID, but, you know, I talk to these kids and I'm thinking... Ryan, what words you got to say? So I try to, you know, hey, when I was this, and I'll try to reframe that to, listen, I was just like you. And when you were that age, I was doing this. And so I start reversing that that word tone because it starts taking my story and not making it about me, but using it and then automatically interjecting it into them. Because you know this, yeah. if somebody calls you up or even on Instagram and says, yo, DeAndre, I want to talk about me. Me, 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 me. The only person who should do that is Snoop Dogg when he got on the star. He says, I want to thank me. I want to thank me for showing up. I want to thank me for putting in that work. You know, that's the only time you get to do that, right? But But when you're trying to inspire, you know, you want to make it about them. And I just love your story. That's why when I reached out to you, we were going to do it and then some time passed. But you see the content I'm putting out. And then you reached yeah. back out again and was like, you're probably thinking, oh, you know, there's something about this. I like this guy's content. I see what he's doing. Yeah. He's pushing out some stuff, right? And that's yeah. where I say to you, man, I challenge you on that because I'm like, no, no. Your story has to be, it needs to be heard. It needs to be, and it needs to be heard a million, millions of times, man. However that yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's real, man. I, I appreciate, I appreciate you, uh. You speaking at it and you know reaffirming the things and confirming some things that I've been you know hearing and and trying to work through. So I'm on the, I'm on track. I'm on track. I'm doing more. I'm I'm talking more. I'm speaking more. I'm trying to empower more people, help more kids, um, do more. You know, mm. get that get my story out there because like you said, I mean, um, you know, people do need to hear. It. You know, you just never know what people are dealing with and how. And that's another thing I've realized, man. You just never know what people are dealing with. And it doesn't matter what they're dealing with. It doesn't even have to be football related. But for them to hear your story, it can inspire them wherever they're at to do what they need to do to put themselves in a better position. So, you know, when I speak, yeah. And you know what? When I say to kids, when I talk to kids and I go to school, the schools, right? I used to play football. I was a very good football player, you know, and I actually chose between. You know, do you want to go, you want to play CFL or do you want to start your business? 
This is 23, 24 years old. This is one of the toughest decisions of my life. I still got my last cleats up on the wall that has somebody else's blood on them, still stained. And those are the last cleats I ever wore, you know, in a game. But I had to decide. I said, Ryan, if you can't make the NFL and make some real money, because I'm going to go to your point too, business, uh, you know, do you really want to go to the CFL and make, you know, crap money? You know, look at the toll it's going to take on your body. And I think about, yo, I want to live as long as I possibly can, you know, because I want that impact. But for you, I right. think back and I say, okay, we're going, we're, we're going to go play the, the the game, but everybody has their football. Meaning, I tell kids all the time, you don't have to be an athlete. You don't have to yeah. do glamorous. You could be a great singer. You could go and be the best artist. Find your football. It, it could yeah. come in multiple ways because that football, it kept you disciplined, kept you goal-oriented, kept you out of trouble. And gave you purpose. You know, half the half the kids, especially when they come from broken homes, they're looking for love, guidance, and purpose. Keep them yeah. busy, right? Otherwise, you know, the street and all the bad things in life, they tend to pull on those weaker people that come in. Hey, come on, man. Yeah. You want the nice car? You want the nice ride? Well, yeah, that's great. That always ends in two ways, right? You're going to get some instant gratification, but it's going to end in prison or death. Most times, right. that's the that's the statistics, right? So yeah. going to your second point, which I love, you said, "Hey Ryan, I started playing football not because I thought, hey, I'm gonna go play in the NFL, but I thought I could get a scholarship." So my man DeAndre is a business guy. So you're thinking about yeah. the business aspect of this skill. Is that something you learned from your parents, or was that always in you? Because I love the fact that you said it wasn't even about the NFL. It was that I seen it could give me opportunities. It could give me networking opportunities. Yeah, man. So, um, it, it, so the th- yes, I, I would say it was partially from my parents. It was from, you know, my support, my support system, some coaches. Um, uh, my parents always preach education always. Mm. Uh, there was no, there was no, you know, slacking off. Um, it, you know, it was to the point to where my parents, I don't know how they did this. And it's something that I'm in, like, I envy and like, I'm trying, like, I'm actually been trying to think about it. Like when I'm a dad, or, like how I'm going to do it somehow, some way, my dad was able to instill an idea of self accountability within me mm. to where I, I wasn't only accountable to them, but I became accountable myself to do better or not do good enough. And I can give you an example. So Ooh. I remember there was one time in school where I knew that I didn't study for a test. Yeah. And I think I got like a, a D. I think I got a D plus on the test. And at that point in time in school, they had it to where if you didn't get a good grade, your parents had, you had to take the paper home and your parents had to sign the test. So you, so they knew that, you know, your parents <laughs> had seen it. And so I remember I'm like, ah, oh. like, oh, what am I going to do? And so I was like, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to give it to my mom. Because I know my mom, she'd be more chill. So, okay, she'd, she'd be more chill. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I ain't going to tell my dad. I'm going to tell my mom. So I, I go, I give it to my mom. She looks at it. And she looks at me. She looks at it. She said, did you show your dad? I said, <laughs> I didn't say nothing. She said, go give it to him. Go, give, go show it to him. Ooh. I was like, dang. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew <laughs> Dang, I'm about to be in trouble. So Uh-oh. I remember I went in there and my dad was sitting in his chair. He was sitting in his favorite chair in his room. And I gave it to him. And so my dad has his chair. And so there's a bed between his chair and the door to go in his room. 
So he was in the chair. The bed was right there. I was on the other side by the door. <laughs> and so uh, I gave him the paper or whatever, and he looks at the paper, and he looks at me, and he looks at the paper, he looks at me, and he says, "Is this the?" And he holds the paper. And he says, "Is this the best that you can do?" And he paused for a second. I was like, "Dramatic pause. Dang it! Should I answer? Oh. Or is this? I don't know if I should answer." And so he says, "Listen," he said, "Because all I'll ever ask from you is your best." Now, if you studied as hard as you could, and this is the best grade that you could get, then I'm okay with that. I won't be upset with you. But if you can't do that, if you can't tell me that, then, and he didn't say nothing after that. I was like, okay, dad, okay, okay, okay. I got you. I got what you're saying. I'm sorry. I'll do better. And from then, moving forward, whenever I didn't do good enough, whenever I didn't, whenever my grades weren't on point or something wasn't on point, I always went back to that story in my mind. You know, like, hey, you can do better than this. Mm. You have to do better than this. And it's always motivated me to to go against the grain. You know, there mm. was a lot of times in college, you know, when I first got to college and, you know, they they, they say this all the time. You know, like, you know, when you get to college, oh, they're only worried about you playing football and, and they're not really worried about academics. To some extent, that's true. But to others, it's not to where, you know, they want you to get they want you to be able to focus on football. So you don't do you know, you you don't you don't choose the hardest classes because that's going to take away from your time. But for me, when I got to college, I was like, "You're not going to tell me or dictate to me what classes I'm going to take. Mm. I'm going to take what I ah. want to take, and I'm going to do what I want to do because I'm going to I'm going to take the route that I want to take to get to where I want to get to. I'm not going to let you guys dictate. You know, oh, you should take this route because it's easier for football. I don't care if it's easier for mm. football because. Mm. Football, I understood. One thing I always understood was that football is only a small piece of your life. Mm. You're actually playing. It's only a small piece of your life. And whatever you do, you have to put yourself in a position to be successful after that's over. Mm. Education, in my mind, was one way I was going to do that because I I felt like I needed to get a good education, to get a good degree in particular fields so that I could put myself in a position to get a job to take care of my family. Mm. So... You know, for me, it was like, okay, I have to, I have to think outside of what everybody else is doing because if I don't, then I'll just be going with the norm. I'll be going mm. with the flow, and it won't be something that I ultimately want to do. It'll mm. be somebody else telling me or dictating to me what I should do. And one thing that I also learned is that you, as a, as a man or as a person, an individual, you never want to put yourself in a position to where other people dictate what it is that you do because when you do that when you do that now you fall to you fall to their opinion of what they think it should be and mm. it puts you in a position to where if they de- if it doesn't work out now you're upset with them mm. instead of you of taking course. ownership of course instead of you taking ownership and being like okay this is what i want to do and so i didn't want that for myself so i did, I, I made decisions I live, I, in a re- I live in I live in a retirement community, DeAndre. So we live in two different provinces. So I I love real estate. So we live in a, a retirement community. So I see a lot of people who are you know in the fourth quarter of their life, so to speak. You know, they're seventy years old plus. Uh, you see, two, there's only two characters. One man, the guy sitting on his you know his deck having cognac on the rocks, skin looking all fresh, chilling, feeling good. Yeah. You know that guy was a baller. I, every time I talk to him, he's like, Ryan, did what I wanted to do in my life. 
Yo, your man's your man's was the man. You know, he just you just know he he got yeah. he got after his dreams, and he always says, "Hey, they always he, he says, listen, I, it's not that I got every one of my dreams, but I sure as hell tried." And he's like, I, "I'm yeah. good with that." And he said, "Some of them I did get." Then there's the other character, bitter AF, bitter, just bitter. You know, the the person that you could tell was let everybody control them. As soon as they open their mouth. The whole world's against them. It was because of this person. It was because of the janitor. It was because of the street cleaner. It was because of their mom. It was because of their daddy. It was because of their cousin. And I look at them, I'm like, it was because of you. Yeah. I hate to break it to you. It was because of you. Yeah. So Ray Lewis has always been one of my, my favorite NFL players. I, I had the pleasure of doing a combine with him. And he opened up the combine. He says, listen, everybody, essence is presence. Okay. Now you know Ray Lewis. That guy's a gentleman, man. Off the, off the field, the guy is the nicest guy, like very chill. The guy's a beast on, when he was playing. Here's what I want to talk to you about. Here's what your dad did for you to teach you self accountability. Because I am a dad, so I study a lot of this. You know, there's two ways you you can talk to your children. You have to talk essence and strategy. Here's what unfortunately some parents do that just completely just rips their kids you know essence confidence all of it apart hey deandre why did you get a grade like that you're terrible don't be stupid like that go back do better and come back and bring this paper that's a terrible way to handle that situation you just you just shit on your kid and you made them feel terrible but here's what your dad did he told you what's up spoke to strategy while maintaining your essence Hey, DeAndre, is this the best that you could do? Pause. All accountability on you. All accountability on you. Then, after the pause, says, listen, I'm, and this is where he started pouring into your essence. Hey, DeAndre, listen, you know, as your pops, the only thing I expect is your best. If this was your best, I'm okay with that. Well, now you feel like a piece of shit inside because you know it wasn't your best. <laughs> you knew it wasn't your best. He totally got you. You Now you feel like a piece of crap because you're like, oh, my God, my dad's got my back and I didn't have his. Like, you're you're already doing the work for him at that point. Now, then what happens is he says, I'm going to maintain your essence, DeAndre, but here's where we're going to go to strategy. All right. Okay, so you got this grade on your paper, DeAndre. Listen, I think we both can agree it probably wasn't your best. Okay, so when we go do this paper again, here's what we're going to do. Look what he did. He gave you, he spoke to you in a way that actually gave you more essence, poured into you, gave you accountability, but then left with strategy on how you're going to do better together. Yeah, yeah. When you break it down. But a lot of parents, they'll just come at you. Yo, man, what are you doing? You know what in this household and blah, 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 blah. And they're just like yelling at you and talking at you. And, you you know, it just doesn't work. But he he, he did the other. He said, yo, I'm going to put this all back on you. I'm going to actually tell you how much I love you and, I, and how much I think of you because, hey, I'm on your side, you know, and that's right. where it went. So essence and strategy. So, you know, when you even when you think of your interactions daily, always think of that because you coach, you do a lot of kids, you know, think about it. Some coaches, great coaches, they know how to do that. They, they, they know how to motivate a player and speak to them and they understand who they're talking to. Great coaches know that every player is different. You can't talk to right. DeAndre the way you can talk to Ryan. We're two char- two right. different characters. You know, Ryan, for me, I'm the kind of person that's like, don't sugarcoat things. Like, you know when you want to give me bad news? Don't be like, hey, Ryan, so uh, no, no. 
Ryan, this happened, man. Just drop it on me. Because then I'm already, I'm not listening to any words you say before that, the bad news. Because <laughs> I know it's coming. Right? Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's like it's like you hone in on exactly what they're saying. It's like, yeah, I heard all of that other stuff, but here we go. I'm listening. Tell me. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because yeah, it's funny. Be, you know, it's weird because how I work my relationships, like when I, I'm married to my wife, and I remember when I was dating to my dating my wife, my you know what I said to my wife? I said, listen, I'm going to show you all my flaws up front. I'm going to show you all my, my issues. I'm going to show you all the bad stuff up front. She's like, why would you do that? Nobody does that. Everybody always wants to put their best foot forward. I'm like, no, no, I don't work that way. I want to show you all the dirt up front. Then you get to make a reasonable, logical decision if you, you want to keep going. So I said, I'm going to start out with the crap, and then I'm going to get better. Most people start out better, and they get worse. Mm. Overpromise, underdeliver, or overdeliver, underpromise. So in, mm. e- even in my relationships with people in business, you know, or even when I have celebrities on the podcast or whatever, I always think, Ryan, how can you establish a relationship with this person going after this interview so that, I, I, you know, maybe down the road, maybe I never called them, but, you know, I got their cell phone number. Or a year later, I can be like, yo, what's up, man? You know, you know how can I establish value up front with these people um, that are consistently getting hit up and, you know, everybody's asking them for everything under the sun? I want to actually bring value up front. So that's how I work yeah. my relationships. Okay. That's, yeah, that's dope, man. Oh, like, yeah, I, man. I like, I, like how you, I like how you put that, man. Like, you know, the essence and strategy. Yes. And, you know, putting that value, putting that value up front, you know, and, and, and being open and honest. Yes. You know, so, you know, because like, you know, when you're open and honest, it is it once you once you become open and honest, the, the responsibility is no longer on you. Yes. Because you put yourself out there now, it's on the other person to make a decision on what they want to do or not do. Yeah, and this is relationship advice too. I mean, women, guys in general, you know, do you want to get in a relationship with somebody who's telling you BS up front? Here's what happens. You're going to get mad at that person later on because you're making decisions based on false information. That ain't going to go well. But if somebody says, yo, here's all my dirt, you know, here's everything, and you still, and now you have the true and accurate information to make your decision when they do decide to move forward they're going to move forward more confidently because they know that you're a trustworthy person it's character i don't think that see people get confused with oh you do bad stuff or character no 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 no. people make mistakes all the time we're all flawed individuals it's the ones that that sweep it under the rug that they got to stay the hell away from me man i don't like that character That does not work yeah. for me. I don't because yeah. if I find out that you you know you 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 you, screw, you try to screw me over down the road. No, no, be upfront with me because I don't I don't do second. I don't do second chances. Yeah. I don't believe in that. I'm like, no, you're you're a piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> Your character's <laughs> off, straight up. No, because yeah. don't don't squander me. Don't squander me because I'm like no. I'm like I'm not judgmental. I'm I'm I, I always kind of pride myself on you can tell me anything. But man, just be honest with me. That's all I care about. Yeah, just yeah, be honest. that's real, bro. That's that's, that's real. Like, I, I I like I, I like how you think. Mm. I like how you. Yeah, because like, for me, you, the game of life is people, right? Robin Sharma says it the best, right? You know, the five a.m. club. If you haven't read that, read that book. But if you okay. control, if you wake up at five a.m. or you wake up early, if you control your morning, you control your day. If you control your day, you control your life. Your life is just days in miniature. Right. So so when we're going through life, we're consistently getting hit with so many different people. We have to be very good at filtering out bullshit quick, quick, 
quick we'll, we meet thousands of people we have to we have seconds to, to decide if we even want to participate in an interaction with them you know that that yeah. for me is huge so i'm a very good at dealing with people consistently filtering 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 because my time is everything my friends i can count on a hand i have a very small circle purposely um and i want to spend my time with my kids and my family my loved ones i don't want to waste time with crap that's why people they say hey ryan do you want to talk for five minutes no i hate small talk i'm terrible at small talk i don't want to talk about the weather i don't want to talk about the glass of water i want to talk about some good shit that moves the needle forward <laughs> right some, 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 some something of substance yeah because we're yeah. people are so good at filling up their day with garbage yeah right yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. That's so, true. That's true. so, you, so you going into your point of focus? That's your that's your next point that you mentioned was focusing, clearing out your friends, you know, clearing out the distractions, you know, keeping that January to April, you know, eating your rice and your pound of meat. Speak to that because that's another key. Like you dropped some heavy bombs at the beginning, and I'm just going back and elaborating on them. Yeah, yeah, man. So, um. So I, I, it was, it honestly for me, man, it was a different level. Like I felt like for me to get to where I want to get to, I had to, I had to raise mm. my, I had to raise my level of, you know, intensity and passion and energy and, and focus. Like, you know, I also, the other thing that, that kind of helped me and motivated me was seeing the other guys that were going through the same process, mm. either next to me or some of my former teammates that were trying to train, do the same thing that I was doing, but to see how how seriously they were or weren't taking it. Mm. It was like, okay, I see, okay, I see they're over there, they're being lazy, okay, because they think they got it figured out. I'm not going to be that guy, mm. okay? Then I see, I see them over here, okay, they're putting extra work in. I see how hard they're working to get there. That's what I want to, That that's, that's more of my speed. That's more mm. of a word the direction I'm in. So mm. it's just like, you know, and the other thing is, you know, there's so many different things that, that can distract you. Oh, yeah. You know, like, and, you know, it's it's things that you know about yourself that, that can distract you, and you have to be upfront that these are my distractions. These are my mm. distractors. Mm. So for me, it was like, I'm going to live in my distractions. My distractions, I know for me, is people. <laughs> because I'm a people person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a people yeah. person. I'm a people pleaser. I love to. I love. I love to be around people. I'm a social person. I can do all of that. So that's my comfort. But I had to get uncomfortable and almost isolate myself to really hone in on what I wanted. To to do my own self analysis to be able to make sure I'm putting myself in the best mind frame and mindset to get me to my maximum potential mm. in this amount of time. Because mm. like you said, I didn't want to be, I, I don't, and I've never wanted to be that old person or that older person that has a conversation with their friends and they're swapping stories about this and that. And they don't have the stories to tell because they didn't do something the right way and they regret mm. it and don't want to talk mm. about it. Like, I don't, mm. I don't, I never want to be, I didn't want, I didn't want to be that person that was like, I gotta, I'm gonna look back on this and wish I did something differently. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do everything I possibly can in my power right now. I'm mm. not gonna leave no stone unturned. I'm gonna work my butt off. So that way, 
when I get done with this, like literally, when I get done, I'm gonna have no energy. And you know what happened? When I got done training and I did the pro day, after the pro day was over, we went to, I went to the restaurant and everybody's ordering food. I done worked my butt off to the point to where I couldn't even eat. <laughs> like, you yeah. did. I couldn't even eat. I just, I had like the, I had ordered some food and I had like a large strawberry lemonade. My agent was there. My mom was there. Um, like, I think my ex-girlfriend was there. Like, we were all sitting at the table and everybody's like, oh, you did a great job. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, because I had literally poured everything out of myself. Wow. To be able to maximize that opportunity. So, when I, when I got to that point, I knew that there was no, like, I, I had no mm. regrets. How was that no feeling? Regrets. How was that feeling for you, DeAndre? Was that empowering? You know, like to, like, because uh-huh. you, you know, when you get that, when you kind of get, you check in, I mean, most people never really, you know, you, you got to ask yourself the question, you know, am I, am I reaching my full capacity? So in those four months, you reach your full capacity. What did that feel like to truly dig deep and be like, oh, I, I, I hit my full capacity? It taught me that there is. It, it, it gave. It, it was another. It, it was another illustration to me that I can refer back to in my life that I felt like I put in the work, the time, energy, and effort, and I was able to achieve it. And that there's nothing or anybody that can stop me from doing what I want to do. Mm. Mm. Like, I, because of how regimented I had to be, because of how structured I had to be, because of how focused I had to be, because how intentional I had to be to keep myself from doing certain things or being certain places or not worrying about certain things, you know, like it, it caused me to raise my level of thinking and understanding and, and, and passion and energy and desire. And so it was just like, for me to be able to do that, it was like, and to be able to, for me to be able to do that and for me to be able to feel no feeling of remorse or regret mm. for what I did, it was just like, it was an empowering feeling because it was Ooh. like, I feel like I'm invincible. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Like, I feel like I'm invincible. You know, and it's it's one of wow. those, it's an invincible feeling because it's like there, like even if because the thing is, is that even if it didn't work out how I wanted it to, I still put myself through the process to show myself that I can do so much more than I think I can do. Damn. Like if somebody would have told me, if, if somebody would have told me that was 2015, if somebody would have told me in 2013 that that was what I was gonna have to do, mm. I'd be like, what? Or that's what I was gonna do? I'd be like, who? You talking about me? So when wow. I actually got through it, and I and I remembered and and I remembered the day to day process of what it was like to go through it, it was like, oh, I know how much that sucks. Mm. Like, mm. I know how hard that was, mm. but I went through it. Mm. I went through it. And I have no regrets, none. So now none. you're doing now you're doing your cam. So what is your goal now? What what is the goal for the, the next you know two to five years is too long sometimes because I'm like five a lot of <laughs> things a lot of things can happen in five years. But what's your goal in the next twelve to eighteen months? So man, my goal in the next twelve to eighteen months is to be able to continue to impact lives, to be able to to be able to expand, to be able to grow my businesses, my businesses. Um, mm. especially, you know, bring I, one thing that one of my mentors was telling me, um, they said that, uh, 
they said that the rate at the rate that you're going, you're going to be you're going to burn yourself out over and over again. Mm. And they said the things that you're trying to accomplish, you need help. Of course. Like you can't do it. You can't do it without people's help. Like you can't do it. All the things that you have going on, all the things you're capable of doing and you're gifted enough to do, you have to delegate. So I've I've been in a position now to where I've been grinding, I've been working, I've been putting the work in. I burnt myself out. But now, uh, because of how I was doing it, I was grinding with my head down. Mm -hmm. I was grinding with my head down. It didn't matter. Like it was just like, all right, I'm gonna grind with my head down. I'm gonna keep on grinding, 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 grinding. I've been able to I've been able to reach a level of success now to where it's like, okay, hey, we can't be grinding, grinding, grinding and burning ourselves out. That's mm. not that's not gonna last. Mm. So now it's like it's me shifting more to being more strategic so that I don't burn myself out and I have longevity in my football training business, in my fitness training business, and life in general. Because mm. I also remember I also know the stress mm. and the mental toll it can take. When you when you're trying to do so much stuff, mm-hmm. when you're trying to do so many things, wear so many different hats. Here's what's so, interesting about what you said here. Think about what you just said. Uh, this is very fascinating to me. You said I'm grinding yeah. with my head down. To hear a wide receiver say anything with head down is a death sentence. Because <laughs> there's gonna be some free safety waiting for that moment with the heads down. Now here's the thing. This is why I love football. Because football is four yeah. quarters. It's a game of life. When are right. games usually won and lost? Which quarter? Which quarter does it? Four. Now, Four. you want you have your goals situated, and you know you're you know you're grinding and you're and you're you're, you're spreading yourself too thin. Those who stay the longest in the game usually, and are conditioned, it's the ones that you can always tell. The fourth quarter gets there, and they're, they they got no they got no juice in the tank. But you can always yeah. tell those ones that have been doing their cardio. You could always, they seem to get stronger as the game goes. Well, that's business. That's business, right? And it's, it's so funny because you'll start out in business and people are like, oh man, look at, look at, look at lazy Larry. He's just kind of putting along. And then you're like a year later after you quit, you're like, holy crap, Larry's still down the road putting along. And then two years goes by and you're like, Larry. And then 10 years, Larry changes his name to Jeff Bezos. And now he's the richest, <laughs> one of the richest people in the world. Yeah. The yeah. game is long. So what you're saying yeah. about your goals and business, I can speak to this, man. I, I, I started business at 24, been in business 12, 13 years. It's a long game. And I'm still in the, the infancy of, of, of business. And, and I've already been doing it a decade plus, you know, and it's, yeah. I realize that I'm like, no, no, it's always consistently checking in with yourself. You know, there's days I always have high energy. But here's the days that I feel like, okay, you're really getting to be a seasoned pro. When the days that I don't feel like having high energy, and instead of saying, oh, Ryan, man, you should get this done. No, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be strong today. I'm going I'm to I'm close down everything today. I'm going to chill. I'm going to hang out with my family. I'm going to come back tomorrow. I'm going to kill it. When you can do that, you, st- you know. You talk about empowerment. Empowerment yeah. comes with giving yourself a break sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Trust yeah. me on that. Because yeah. if if I'm your client, do I want the 20% version of DeAndre or do I want the 100%? If you call me up this morning and say, yo, Ryan, I'm only going to give you 20%. I'll say, you know what, man? Take care. Call me tomorrow. I'm good. Yeah. I only want to yeah. go with 100. I only want to be, yeah. a, I only want to go with 100. 
Yeah, I was, but you know the 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 thing that's the thing that's uh, that I wrestle with with that is it's because I've done so many things at such a high level, mm. especially for, for, as as far as football goes. You know, I've been programmed because of football uh, in college. It was just like this. You know, coach used to say, um, coach Stark used to say, you know what, it, whatever's going on outside you like in your life right now. Leave that at the door because mm-hmm. you got to focus on this. So for me, it's like I can I can wake up and I can be like, oh, man, I'm tired. Like, ah, I'm not feeling it. All right. I ain't going to do it. I'm going to just chill. But then I think about mm-hmm. that. Be like, ah, OK, leave leave whatever you've been. De- leave whatever you're dealing with. How you feeling? Leave it at the house and let's go train these people. I mean, and, and for me, it's been. It's, it's also been, you know, really great for me is because on those days where it's hard, I still, I still do, I do some of my best training sessions. So we're kind of like. DeAndre, though, think like, about, but you're right. We got to, we, 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 we got to play injured. We got to play hurt. If Have you ever yeah. heard of a guy named Tim Story? Uh-uh. I got to try to, I got to, I got to DM you or, or tag him. The, Tim Story is Kanye and Oprah's life coach. He's a big, big deal. And okay. Tim, Tim Story's from Compton originally. But Tim Story is like a okay. massive celebrity. He's like boom, boom, boom. Anyways, he's been on the show. But he always says, he says, listen, you got to play injured sometimes. You got to play hurt. He said sometimes, you know, your biggest setback is your biggest comeback, right? So it's like for you, you know, when you're talking about, Hey, I, I still got to show up. You're right. You're right. You still got to show up. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you always got to always check in because you know there's days when you're like, okay, this is just my mind and my feeling telling me like I don't want to go in today. And then there's times yeah. where you're like, yo, man, listen, you're a trainer. You're an athlete. Uh, an athlete. We know this. If you were to work out 365 days a year and go balls to the wall two times a day, you are doing yourself a disservice. You need to work out and let your body rest to to accept that work, accept that training you just did. Because your body's saying, yo, you just worked me out. Now you got to give it, now you got to let that body take the train, let the training take effect. Let the training take effect. So for you on those days, that's all I'm saying. Because I like like what you said about the head down and grinding. But I'm like, well, if your head is down and grinding, you're doing work, let that work take in. You can't just water a flower and beat it up with water and nutrients. You're going to kill that damn flower. You got to let that, you got to back up and let that sun come in on the flower. Business is no, is no difference. That's why I don't ever subscribe to that hustle porn, you know, hashtag. I don't subscribe to it because it's not real. Because when we study the greats of business, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, I mean, massive business people, man, Steve Jobs, they worked their butts off, but they always said that like the game is long and some people, They didn't. They never understood it, and they're no longer with us. You know, you gotta, you gotta yeah. play, man. You want to make it to that, to that end. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that's, that's where you know, that's where I'm at, man. It's just like because I've gotten to those points where I'm just like, you know, entrepreneurship is a, it's an emotional roller coaster day in and day out. <laughs> you know, it's just like you know, you wake up one morning and be like, man, like I'm out here impacting lives. You wake up the next morning and be like, crickets, man, I impacted nobody. <laughs> I just need, you know, it's like, and, you know, I can be honest, man. It's just like, you know, you know, I understand how you can reach a level of success and be done with and want to throw it all away. Like, yeah, it doesn't, it, it, 
it, it like it's it's I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like one of those feelings. It's like yeah, I understand I have all of this, but it, th- today it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't. Okay. I, I just need. If you're an entrepreneur, most people, even entrepreneurship, athletics, whatever you want, whatever you, whatever your craft is, if you're high, if you're operating, I always got an 80, 20 rule. You know this. I'll give the sports analogy because you know it when you, okay, it's 80, 20. So let's say that there's a bottom 80. Let's say you're playing high school football. There's a bottom 80 top 20% in the country. Okay. Now you go into college. You are used to being in that top 20%. In high school, when you go to college and you play Div 1, you're in the bottom 80 again. Because everybody can run fast. Everybody can hit hard. You get it? There's levels to the game. Then you get into the NFL, they're like, oh, you were a star in college. Okay, fuck you. Boom. First hit on the chops. Right? So now you're like, oh, snap. I just got, now you're at a different level. You're in the bottom 80. Now you got to work, now you got to work it back up to, to, to keep going there. Business is no joke. People who do business and entrepreneurship are weird people. Think about it. You're in the 1% of the world. You're doing everything different than everybody else you talk to on a daily basis, right? You're putting in way more hours than anybody ever would. You're risking everything every single damn day. People are constantly telling you that you suck and you're crazy. You're consistently getting criticized. And then at the end, you do make some money and people praise your name. But along the way, you think, why am I doing this again? consistently yeah. checking in what is my why what is my why right. you know you better get clear on it right and i always like to yeah. say your i is not your why because if your i is your why you're gonna get fucked you're gonna get slammed right. your right. why yeah, has no. to be about answering the question what's in it for them you get it see if you go back and listen to this interview at the end when we publish this you're gonna go back and be like holy this was a this was a mental joust yeah yeah no for real like i'm just i'm like man like this is yes, not just a podcast exactly man this is about. this is the ryan holt show podcast this is not just a podcast second last right. question for you man um right. P, you know and i'm i'm answering i'm asking based on the fandom people that say oh my god you know making to the nfl this is crazy what is it like you know the people that want to get autographs and all these different things right what what is yeah. one of the biggest shocks of getting into the nfl and then what is one of like is there a misconception you think man if the general public could understand what what this means maybe is it is it as glamorous as it's made up to be or is there a lot of stuff where you're like yeah it's great but maybe maybe not as great i mean is there anything that you could share to the fandom people that you know are like oh my god this is my favorite nfl team my favorite nfl player yeah, <laughs> yeah man i would say man I, I would just say like the biggest thing that i could i could you know, say that I don't think that fans really understand is the fact that professional athletes are people. Mm. Like, like they're people. You know, <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> I, I don't like. It's almost I don't know how to explain. It. It's like we're everyday people, just like you do. We go to work just like you do, mm. but we do a different job. Mm. And people put you on a pedestal to where you can't mess up. For one, because you're in the eye of the public, mm-hmm. and then two, and then two, everybody asks you the same questions. <laughs> like it's hard to have, like it's hard to have a regular conversation about just whatever, you mm. know. Like it, it got to the point to where you know, for me, it was like I would, I would be places, and 
I wouldn't even tell people what I did. <laughs> like, they'd be like, oh, okay. Or it was either I didn't tell people what I did, or I, would, I wouldn't even tell them my real name. Like, I would just tell them a different name because it was just like, one thing that I realized is, one thing I came to realize is that when people know what you do, their whole demeanor changes. Yeah. Like that. Like, yeah. I could be, like, and I would just, I would test it. Like, I would just test my theory, mm. right? I would just be talking. Me and you could be having a conversation, you know, and then, you know, I'll, at the beginning, they'd be like, oh, what do you do? I'd be like, oh, uh, you know, I'm in the fitness or mm. I'm in the sports <laughs> or something. I don't know. I'd make yeah. up something. Yeah. Right? And then along the com and then the conversation's going, it's a good conversation. And I feel like, you know, the, the vibe is good. I just might be like, hey, you know, this is my name. This is what I do. The whole tone of the conversation. <laughs> so it's it's no longer, they no longer see me as just a person. They see yeah. me, they put me up here and the expectations of who they expect me to be, they're not like they're not it's not fair. I used to have the you know what? It's funny because you said about the uh athletes I, I have lots of friends that athletes but then i have a couple friends that are cops so when you ask a cop yeah. in their in their in their in their personal life what they do they'll be like, oh i work for the city i work for the government like they make it sound like they do maintenance here's what's funny i have this thing i don't know it maybe goes back to the world's most dangerous neighborhoods i can always pick out an undercover cop anywhere i am like anywhere so i was literally i remember a couple years back i'm with my wife we're just out for dinner and there was this guy he's just sitting there and i said Hey man, he's like, hey, what's up? I said, you need to wear a shirt that says you're not undercover. He's like, what do you mean? I said, dude, you, you're a cop. You gotta be a cop. And then he, so he kind of comes over after. He's like, how did you, how did you know that? How'd you know that? And I, I said, I could just tell, man. I said, you, you, and I just had fun with him. But you talk about the demeanor. I, I, I hear you because celebrities, athletes, all these people. They deal with the same thing or people who are in the public and they literally almost have two personalities, like two people. Yeah. They're like, well, there's my one yeah. person and there's my other person. And it, and I ask people this question all the time. I say, do you almost have two alter egos running? You know, because if you want to have a casual conversation, well, then you don't really want to talk about what you do for your profession. <laughs> right. Yeah, man, because it's like, you know, you it's like you, you go to you go to work and it's like work goes everywhere with you. Mm. Like imagine, imagine, imagine getting home from. Imagine going to work, right, and then getting home from work, and your house is a glass is a glass <laughs> house. Yeah, yeah. And there's literally like thousands <laughs> upon thousands of people literally outside your front door <laughs> surrounding your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then when you leave, they're there, and then when yeah. you leave there, they're there. <laughs> you're like <laughs> you know, it's too much. And, you know, yeah, it, it, it can be a lot, you know, along yeah. with the stresses of the job. Like, you know, I tell people all the time, like, you know, one of the misconceptions is that people don't really understand how hard the NFL is. You know, they told they told me when I first got to the league, you know, they were like, NFL also stands for not for long. Oh, you know, and it's yeah. one of those things yeah. to where it's one of those things to where, and this is how I explain it, because I actually, when I got done playing, I worked at, uh, I, I worked with a startup tech fitness company. Mm. So, um, I was a trainer there, and so you know, one of the questions you know an employee asked, "Hey, so what is it like?" And so what I said was, I was they was like, "What are the day to day like?" I said, "Well, this is my this is the best way for me to explain what the day to day like is to somebody that wasn't in the NFL. Imagine going into work every day, right? Going into work and doing your job to the best of your ability, 
And at the end of the day, even if you do the job to your best of your ability, the potential is that you could be fired. Mm, yes. And you gotta yes. and you gotta get up. You gotta get up and do this every single day. What do you think, people? What do you think, people are in the public eye? I, I ask this question to celebs and all this stuff too. You know, especially on a big, big level, is when you have all that. What is the one thing you think you actually need? Like one guy answered me, he says, "I need love." <laughs> Straight up, yeah. he's like, "I need sincere love." Like, what is the yeah. one thing you think that people who are in the public eye need the most? Especially when, especially if somebody is trying to cultivate a relationship with them. I think, hmm. Great question, right? That was a great question. The thing that I feel like I need from the from the public eye the most, mm. I would say is, I would say, hmm, I'm trying to think of the word. I know how to explain. So I would say the same way you expect people to feel about you or to not judge you on your imperfections and your flaws mm. is the same way I feel like I should be able to feel. Mm. Like I didn't I like I'm not I don't I don't feel like I'm above the influence. I don't feel like I'm 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 above you or, or that you're beneath me or you're my subject or anything like that. Like I feel like I should be able to I should be able to get be able to be given the same grace to mess up mm. like you are. I tell people this all the time too, you know, ever since I was a little cat, I always used to say you know how you go to even games and stuff like that. I was always, I never was a fan of ever putting anybody up on a pedestal, but I always, you know, yeah. it sounds weird. I say it publicly, but I'm like, I always love myself. Like I love myself. I, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a, I am a fan of Ryan Holtz, but it's, I always felt, and I met so many people playing ball sports, all this. And I'm like, what is the one thing? And now that I do my show, I kind of try to put the mic back on to people in a different way, but more of a conversational type is, is, it's interesting, but I'm like, listen, when you interact with certain people, you have to understand if they're if they're at a level above you, so so to speak, maybe whatever that may may be, you have to now choose who you want to be in their life. Are you gonna be mm. the fan? Okay, you're gonna be the fan. Yeah. Okay, fanboy. All right. Well, you're gonna be a fan then. That's all it's gonna be. Okay. Right. Then right. are you gonna be the person that's pretending that you're not a fan? Yo, man, what's up, man? How you doing? You know, cool, yeah. Don't want to ask for that picture, but, you know, bro, could I get that picture? Didn't you just say right. you didn't want to ask me for that picture? Now, right. then you got the person that's like, I really could care less about what you do. Now, here's what's interesting. When you come from the celebrity perspective, they usually always gravitate to the person that kind of really doesn't give a crap about what they do. Because I think exactly. that's where they can have the casual conversation. And, it, and, yeah. and then the person, because, you know, people who are in the public eye, they learn really quick. And they're, you know, especially if they got handlers and agents and all these things, they're like, listen, man, when you're out in public, like, you know, you got to be smart now. Like, you know, control who you're talking to, what you're doing, where you are. And they're, they're good yeah. at ascertaining who is this person and what the hell do they want from me? Like that, you can always yeah. see that in the interaction of everybody. You're like trying to feel them out. Like, what, what, what does this person want? But if time yeah. goes by yeah. and you're like, man, this person hasn't asked me for anything. That's where the appeal sometimes generally starts to happen. That's why I asked this yeah. question. <laughs> no, bro, like, I, like that's that's so that's so the truth, man. Like, because and that's the other reason that celebrities hang out with celebrities is because yeah. they know that they understand. Like, they know the day to day rigors of having to deal with certain things that other people may not. Have. And it's not like you know, 
other people don't understand and it's like you know they feel like they're better than them it's just that's the reality of where they're at mm. you know like mm. i don't i don't want to always introduce myself and tell people what i do and the first thing they ask me is so how was it playing in the nfl or, <laughs> you, know, what was, you know what was your favorite you know what was your favorite uh what was your favorite memory when you were playing you know what yeah. was it like you know uh uh, uh oh what another question i get asked what was it like playing with cap Man, what was Cap like? Huh? What was it like? Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, having the fans scream your name, got feel on the field. It's like, how was your day today? Yeah. Did you? Uh, yeah. Did you have a productive day? Yeah. How was How was your kids' day? What's What's going on? Let's talk about what's going on in the world. How about How yeah. about that? Because it's almost like you, like I said, like you literally go from, you literally go from from work. And if you go out in public and people know who you are, you're still on. Yeah, 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 so yeah. It's, no. So it's so so like the only time you can literally find comfort is in seclusion and isolation, <laughs> and that's normally where you at the house. I have a really good friend that plays in the NHL, so he's a hockey player, and it's funny because him and I have conversations. And I, and I said, so we we kind of go back and forth because I I kind of we we do this like creative kind of like a brand jam. So I said, what's one of the weirdest questions you've ever been asked? He's like, somebody asked me why why I wasn't wearing my own jersey. <laughs> like, <laughs> so so he's like, the guy actually asked me like why, because he's wearing a ball cap. And he's like, why are you wearing like this ball cap of like a fisherman or something like that? He's like, do you think I'm actually going to come out in my uniform in my day-to-day life and just be like, like, it's like a cop saying I'm undercover, like literally saying like on a shirt, like, hi, I'm undercover. Like, there's Man. some things, though. Like, if I ever see it, like, like, you don't do that. I'm like, are, are, was he serious? He's like, he was dead serious. <laughs> I'm like, no, oh, man. It's like, a, it's like a surgeon walking out of the operating room, going to the bank, and he's wearing full scrubs in his gloves, ready to do surgery. Like, he's not going to do right. that. It's kind, It would be weird. In my opinion, then you're looking for the attention. But that would be creepy, man. <laughs> but that's the thing though it's like it's like the people it's like the people i feel like people that look at what you do or look at where you are they wish that they could be there and they yeah. feel like if they were there there are certain things that they would do differently <clears throat> than what you do mm. and it's like it's like you know um how you handle i, I i'm very particular and, and i'm very observant to how people handle certain situations to help me understand how they would be or who they are you know it's like for example like if uh if we're out in public if i'm out in public with somebody and somebody sees who i am or something like that or or they ask me about something or or anything about football related about the nfl Mm. i pay attention to how the people around me take on that you know take on that not responsibility but are in that environment with me you know are they like you know like man like Dang, like look at him over here talking about this, so and so and so and so. Or is it like, oh, okay, he's over here trying to, you know, and you know, he's always trying to, you know, have a conversation with somebody, and then we're gonna go on and do this. We're gonna go on and do whatever mm. we're gonna do over here because that's mm. what he got to do real quick. But that's not important. We're gonna go over here and do what we got to do. Or is it like, oh man, he's over there doing this. Oh man, okay, he's over here having this conversation or doing this type of stuff. Man, I wonder what that would be like if I could, you know, if I could be a part of that. Or man, I'm actually a part of that. Like, ah, yeah. Whoa. You know what you're talking about, though. It's like the friends that are the friend. Well, sometimes you get that with publicists too. The publicist thinks they're. It's weird because I've had bookings on the show where 
it was more of a nuisance dealing with the publicist than it was the actual talent. Like the talent mm-hmm. was super cool, and the publicist yeah. made it so bad because the publicist yeah. had more of an ego than the talent. And I and I'm very abrupt, so I said to the talent, "Your publicist isn't the one I wanted to talk to," <laughs> and they made it a bad process. And you're yeah. actually a really cool person. So I'm just yeah. gonna I'm just giving you feedback. And here's the thing. You know what the person said to me? Yo, thanks for actually giving me a heads up on that. Nobody's really taught told me any feedback about our process and the publicist. And you know, again, speaking to I don't give a shit who you are. I want to talk to right. you about your journey, but right. I, I'm yo, man, what's up, player? Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like I'm not. Like right, I see you. Like it'll be like yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not like I, I've seen people. I mean, before this is more more so before COVID, but you know, I've seen people. I've seen guys that I know, or it's either I I know of them or mm. I know them, and it's like whether I know of you or I know you, I'm gonna just say what's up and keep it moving. Yeah, because I know that you. I, I know that more than likely those people are used to people being in their face, uh, asking them for something. See, want something from mm. them expectations of and I'm like I know how that feels see I never do it see I never do it I'll just be like what's yep. good I see you have a good time and that's man, how I'm you build you a re- that's how you build a relationship though man I'm telling you because right. over the course of the yo man what's up you know 20 times 30 times a year later the person's like yo what's up man how are you and they actually want to yeah. engage with you because you're not annoying right. man you're not annoying yeah. this is an annoying thing yeah. that, anyways yeah. Uh, my last question I ask everybody, man, is what can I do for you? I ask all my guests, what can I do for you? Man, what you can do for me, man, is continue to continue to continue to spread positivity, continue to spread empowerment, continue to spread motivation and inspiration, man. And I would say also, let's continue, me and you, let's continue to cultivate this relationship, man, because I definitely feel like, you know, you're a good dude. I feel like you know the the stuff that you've experienced you know in life and in business i feel like between the stuff that you've experienced and the things that i've experienced we can both help each other on our journey hell you yeah know? man um, and you know i'm all about i'm all about creating relationships with good people you know like i, I really do believe that you know it's hard to come by good people mm-hmm. and when you do when you do you recognize it like it's not something oh. that you know you, you you know it's not something that it's bluff you know like i could tell just from talking to you you said you know when people tell you stuff you want to you want them to get you want them to be straight up with you get straight to the point mm-hmm. i'm the same type i'm the same type of person like mm-hmm. let me know and <laughs> you know because because it, it's you know sometimes you know you get in you get in you, you meet people and they tell you what you, they, they become a yes person you know they tell oh. you what you want to hear not what you need to hear and i don't yeah. feel like you know I don't feel there's like no growth people that's gonna no growth in that no. man no growth in that no uh-uh. no 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 so um, you don't want yeah, yes man, people man you want pe- you want people that take it to you man you do you do yeah yeah man so i, w- I would just say man you know let, let's continue to just you know cultivate the relationship man and um yeah man you just continue to keep doing the great work that you're doing <laughs> Appreciate you, man. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. And where where can everybody find you? All things, what you're doing, your programs. Uh, this is the time to plug yourself. I'll, I'll include everything in the show notes. But tell everybody where yeah. you know what was DeAndre up to. Yeah, man. So right now, um, 
you know, I have my I have my football training business. I've been doing that for three years now. Mm. Uh, help some kids get some scholarships um, to go play football at the next level. Uh, and you know, the kids that I the kids that I work with, and I, and I don't necessarily pride myself on work with, but I, I enjoy working more with them. Are the kids that don't have, you know, they're not the most athletically gifted and talented oh, kids, but they yeah. have work at. You know, yes. I, I, I pride myself in my mind. I pride myself on being an underdog. You know, nobody mm. expected a lot from me. You know, I had a whole lot of naysayers from high school all the way through college, all the way through the NFL, and even through business that I'm doing right now. So I'm used to people not believing in me, but I'm also used to overcoming the fact that people don't believe in me to ultimately find the belief in myself to really tap into my greatness. So I do that with the kids that I work with. Um, and they, you know, whether they, you know, whether they 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 become a team captain, whether they make all league honors, you know, whether they get a scholarship, you know, it's just about empowering them. So that's one thing that I do. And then I also do uh, personal. I do personal fitness training. So I do mm. I do fitness training. Um, you know, and you know, I'm able to incorporate some of those same philosophies into you know my personal fitness training mm. to help you know people pe- people become more confident in who they are and where they're at in life. You know, and yeah. understand yeah. that where you're at isn't isn't a final destination. It's just a mm. checkpoint. And that if you put the work in, if you be dedicated to, you know, if you be dedicated to, you know, putting yourself first, you know, mm. putting your health first. Yes. Um, you know, health is wealth, man. Health is wealth. Changing certain habits about yourself that deter you from being the best person that you can be, you know, not doing that. Mm. You know, and then um, I also do some group boot camp training stuff. Um, you know, with people, you know, that just want to come in and get working every week. So um, mm. I'm doing a few different things right now, man. And you, you can find out all that stuff at my on my website, mm. www.deandrecampbell.biz, man. You just re, you just did out. your website or you redid it? You you did it or just I, redid it, right? No, I, I, I did it, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, 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 man. Yeah. So just, yeah, man. So I just, I, I, I felt like I needed, you know, people always ask me, man, so what, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, if you look at me on social media, you don't know every, you don't, you may or may not know of all the stuff. Of course not, yeah. What. And so I was just like, you know, I need a one-stop shop where people can just go learn more. Uh, they can go and learn more information about the things that I'm doing and what I'm doing. And so, mm. um, yeah, man, that's that's where you can find me, man. And then also on my, on my IG, you know, I, I don't mind people reaching out to me and being like, you know, asking me a question. You know, I, I actually... I think you may have seen my Instagram live. There was yes. a lady from Clubhouse that brought, yes. you know, that asked me a question. I was like, I reached out to her, hey, uh, let's connect. You know, I'm always trying to connect with people, help people grow. So don't be. You've been doing. You've been doing these ones. Time. I seen one live you had a while back where it was a, it was a it was a boy or a, a child or something like that. The mom was on there with the. Yeah, you guys yeah. are doing a live together or something like that. Is that you? You've been doing those right? Or people just come into them? Yeah. Yeah. So what happened? So. I actually, that was one of the first lives I did in, in a while. So what happened was there was a lady that was in Clubhouse. Oh. I, I don't know if you were in that room, but she was in Clubhouse and she was talking about um, how how do you, she was asking the, the guys, how do you overcome, you know, adversity from a mental standpoint? Oh, um, because yes. Because yes. she said that her son had a, yeah. her son had a mental disorder. That's and right. And so I was like, okay, you know, some of the guys, they answered the question, but I didn't yep. get a chance to answer it. So yep. I reached out to her and I said, Ooh. hey, um, hey, uh, my name is DeAndre Campbell. Um, I heard you ask a question, you know, about your son. I would love to, 
talk to him oh, to help, great. you know, give some words of wisdom, encourage him or whatever, you know, and I didn't even, I didn't even tell her that it needed to be online. Mm. I was like, you know, you could just, <laughs> you can take my number down, you can take my number down or I can give you my Zoom link or something and I can just talk to your son for like 35, 40 minutes to an hour yeah. just about whatever it is that you want to ask That's me great. to help him be more confident. She suggested, hey, we should do it online. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Let's do it online. So, all right. So, so it just ended up being online, man. And, um, you know, hit, you know, he got a kick out of it. You know, um, she enjoyed it. And, you know, other people enjoyed it as well. So, you know, it's, yeah, man, it's just, it's just being, you know, well, I, it's just one of those positions where, you know, like you said, you know, what are you doing for other people? You know, and I really do believe, man, that, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, the greatest among you will be the one who serves. And it's mm. like, for me, it's like, that's what greatness is to me. Greatness mm. is service. Mm. Because if mm. you serve other people, you will be rewarded regardless. Like there's, you're, you're not it's gonna true, go man. Because you serve people and they, like you said, you bring value and they see the mm. value that you bring, they'll they'll do whatever they can to support you. Mm. So, yeah, man, that's all It's all about remarkable. Remarkable, you know, brand. I'm big on brand. B R A N D. Brand is everything, man. Equity built into brand. Your name is everything. You know, be remarkable yeah. and never disappointing is what I is what I make the word brand about. Be remarkable yeah. and never disappointing. Meaning, I'm gonna write that down. Be yeah, remarkable and that. never disappointing because that is the thing, man. That is the key. That is how people remember you. I always say, right? I speak at a lot of conferences before COVID and all over. And every time I get on stage, I have one goal. I say, listen, I want 50% of the room to, to absolutely hate me and the other 50% to love me. But if I leave this stage today and nobody remembers me, terrible. Leave mm. your footprint. Be remarkable, mm. man. I'm evocative. Evocative. I don't want to, I don't just show up to be like, hey, no, man. I want you to be like, that guy fucking pissed me off. Or I fucking love that guy. I don't want any in between. I don't want any in between. No in between. You know, that, and that's, that's the, that's the competitor, man. I'm an athlete for life, but I'm like, listen, man, like I was the guy in the field. I'll beak off, man. I just, just, you're like, fuck that guy, you know, but I'm like, oh, fuck. (laughs) But you will, but it's the combativeness, you know, you actually step up because you're like, man, this guy's pissing me off, but he's, he's kind of elevating my game. He's kind of elevating my game a little bit. (laughs) It's that, it's that, it's that that challenge factor. Like, yes. Hold on. Is he, is he getting on me telling me I'm not doing enough? Hold on. I don't know who he think he is. Yes. But he ain't gonna talk to me like that. And then yes. Then he's gonna be like, but yes. Is he wrong though. Listen. Is he wrong? Essence <laughs> strategy. Essence yes. strategy. DeAndre, all cool. I need you to say is my name is DeAndre Campbell, and I was just on the Ryan Holt Show podcast. My name is DeAndre Campbell, and I was just on the Ryan Holt Show podcast. Yes. <laughs>